This week on the BevCast, put your seat backs and tray tables in the fully upright and locked position and strap on your seatbelt for a Lauren Holly Jolly Christmas special. One partridge, we're in a pear tree. All right, and welcome to the BevCast. Hey, 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 episode right. 105. 105. 105. Yeah. Hot 105. <laughs> <laughs> Cool right. tunes on Hot 105 Babcast, yeah. WBMF. So I'm Harlow. <laughs> I'm Mackie. I'm The Beach. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of the Babcast is we go ahead and unwrap a, a little gem from the past of bad movies. We uh, take a ride with it, and then we come in here and talk about it for, well, we'll say about 45 minutes, because we've been running a little long, so. To 30 fair, to 45 30 to 45. Minutes. And then we rate this movie. It gets one to five jocks if it's a good bad movie, an enjoyable bad movie after Robot Jocks. Or it gets one to five bags in a negative sense if it's a bad, bad movie. As in douchebags after Twilight. Boo. Boo. God damn it. <sighs> so, for uh, Christmas this year, coming, over, coming a little bit early. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we decided <laughs> to do. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> yeah, it's a little premature Christmassing. No. Uh, we decided to do uh, 1997's Turbulence. Yes. Turbulence. It's a killer ride. It is a killer it ride. Is. And a holiday Starring favorite. According to the DVD cover. Ray Liotta and Lauren Holly. Can Holly. you survive the ride? I don't know. Can we? Mm-hmm. We did. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, summary time, then we'll uh, get into it. Okay. Do the summary. After a shootout on a flight transporting prisoners, a stewardess must outwit a smooth talking serial killer and land the plane herself. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's all, you all right. Second half. One, <laughs> one, one sentence. One sentence. We're in. Yep. So that stewardess is Lauren Holly. Lauren Holly. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the smooth talking and serial killer is talking sociopath. He's about smooth. He's smooth talking for about five to ten minutes, and then he turns. I don't, I don't, know. I don't think he's, he's not even weird. really that smooth. He's just creepy. Yeah. He's creepy. Yeah. He's Ray Liotta is not. Yeah. Convincing. No. Oh, he's totally convinced. But as, as a, a crazy as man, a crazy yes. <laughs> yes, they should have they should have put someone like, else like, like Pierce Brosnan for yeah. twenty minutes, and then replaced him with and Ray Liotta. Peels off the mask. Yes. Right. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> sure, makes sense. Hello, Money Penny. <laughs> oh, hello, yes. James. You know so, all that. So strange. So they have those two. Mm-hmm. Hector Elizondo, who is the detective who caught. Yes, he's an L.A. detective who who, flew to New York. Apparently framed Ray Liotta Mm -hmm. for the murders. Because he knew he was guilty. He planted evidence. Yes. And Ray doesn't like that. You do whatever you have to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So for the first, like, five, ten minutes of the movie, you're really not sure if he's innocent or not. Right. Which I guess is what they're trying to play into for some reason. Mm Mm-hmm. Had me convinced. He's kind of acting like a a normal sort of dude, but a little creepy. But, yeah. Where's Ray Liotta? He can't not be creepy. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's in particularly creepy mode in this one. Mm-hmm. Like, he's always got the leer. Even when he's, like, trying to be Mr. Smooth, he's got that creepy guy grin. Yeah. That I, I, creepy's the only word that describes it. It's, yeah. It freaked me out. Sure. <laughs> but it's supposed to be like, because at first they kind of set you up as if he's, oh, he's the hero. He's going to, something's going to go wrong and he's going to save everybody and prove his I innocence. I was hoping for that. I would technically I'm say go- for the first, like, 30, 35 minutes, <laughs> yeah. they... Even despite when shit his goes perf- wrong, even despite his kinda- performance, they do a credible job of making you almost wonder mm-hmm. if he almost. if he was actually guilty or but not. But by his inherent Ray Liotta ness, yeah, you it, know it's Ray Liotosity. No. He's a goddamn <laughs> serial killer. Yes, he is. He kills serial. serial. <laughs> yes. So basically, 
Hector Elizondo is an L.A. cop who comes to New York to catch Ray Liotta, who's been convicted of being a serial killer, but somehow escaped during a prison mm-hmm. transfer or something. Magic. And he, he's hanging out in New York, wooing women, because that's his M.O. And they, they capture him. They're going to put him on a plane. But Hector Elizondo kicked him in the face a couple times when they arrested him. So they're like, you got to go back first, mm-hmm. and we're going to send him along later. Yeah. I guess. they don't yeah. trust him. They don't trust Hel- I didn't Hector really, Elizondo. I didn't no. really get that. I thought he was hanging out. He was know, he was a loose cannon, and yeah, they, well, didn't, they didn't want the two of them together on a plane. Yeah, but I mean, he was getting teased by the other cops because uh, everyone was accusing him of just being like a, a glory hound. Even Ray Liotta calls him. Yeah, yeah. and and like the cops are messing with him. They're like, uh, you know, did you get on? I, I don't remember what the you start know, like of the inside joke. Inside edition. Yeah, but then he's those. like, no, I was on Oprah. And then they were like, hey, you got a phone call coming in. And he's like, what? And it's like, it's hard copy. And he's like, really? And like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, but I thought those yeah, were the guys just, in New York messing with him. But apparently no, he was already he back was already back. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, it's Christmas Eve, and so they put him on a plane from New York to L.A. A gigantic plane, right? It's That's like the seven. snakes on a plane, plane yeah. where yes. there's like two levels, two stories, and wide open hundreds spaces. of seats. Yeah, yeah. It's like well, it's like the seven forty seven C, or it's like the giant one, the two story, huge thing. movie yeah. plane, seven forty seven. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, and Christmas Eve, right? New you, York to L.A., two of our biggest cities in the U.S. Yes. You would think a busy travel day. Originally, it there is, were five people yes, on that plane. Yes, it was booked with right. five. It went up to 11. Because they brought on not only Ray Liotta, but a bank robber. Mm-hmm. Yes. And by Seamus McPhee, Brendan bank Gleason. robber at large. Brendan Gleeson is the bank robber, and yet... <laughs> And we're just, as soon as he showed up, he's got like the surly look and he's got a neck tattoo. Yeah. That's because we all know who he is. Right. I know. Yeah, this and point. we're just looking at him, we're all like, I robbed a bank. Right. Oh, I robbed a fucking bank. Right. And then he speaks and he's like, I, I robbed, robbed a bank. bank. Yeah. He, they give him a stupid ass Southern <laughs> accent. They make him use a stupid accent. he can't even idea. do even remotely close. Yeah. Well, he would have been 10 times more awesome if he'd just been Brendan Gleeson yeah. yeah. screaming in a irish accent or but irish people don't come to america to rob banks apparently so that would have been well, no but let him do the in bruges thing like 10 years earlier and that would have been awesome <laughs> well yeah uh, but anyway so those two come on board and they got four marshals with them and so that doubles the the complement of the plane mm-hmm. so you know 10 12 people on and this of course thousand seat three plane flight, yeah three flight attendants two pilots right and a is it only three flight attendants? Yeah, yep. it's only three flight attendants. No, oh, four. Four. four sorry. The dude with the I Santa hat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's the black dude and the other chick who both serve no purpose whatsoever. Yeah. And then Lauren Holly and and then the Catherine Hicks, from Maggie from Seventh Heaven, Heaven, or the whale expert from Star Trek. I was about to say yes, the whale. <laughs> yeah, Captain. <laughs> There'd be whales here. So, but that's about it for your cast. Yeah. Really. Um. Well, then they have the, all the air traffic controllers once shit go, gets real. Yeah, there's people the in pilots. LA, but we can get to that. Yeah. The, the pilots. But yeah, you have pilots 11 are really people. really unimportant to the story. Yeah. You have 11 <laughs> people. they're stupid. Well, on a gigantic plane yeah. on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Going from New York to LA. Yeah. Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't get a flight for Christmas right now. No. Like, no, they won't give you one. No. Yeah. Like, I cannot get a flight. The price anywhere. No. When when the, the price US. comes up, it says, "Ha, fuck you." Yeah. <laughs> it says it's December, dumbass. Yeah. Why didn't you book earlier? If you think you can afford this, go ahead, give us a call. Yeah. So there's your setup. You got eleven people, empty yeah. plane, two of them criminals. Criminals. And well, for the first like twenty a bunch minutes, of them armed. Yeah. And so there's there's some guns on board, and for like first twenty minutes, it's just sort of Rayliota sort of being creepy, charming to everybody. 
like trying to be nice uh, and overly fr- like stop conflicts and you know just yeah, like hey what's your being, favorite like, movie creepy and friendly to the stewards like what's your middle name what's yeah your mom's maiden name but it works on all the stewards so they're, they're all get gooey number. they're all just uh, like oh i'll tell you whatever you want to know you <laughs> who's know? your daddy well, yeah. no, the, the whale expert is like i don't want to do what that section they creep me out yeah but it eventually works on her too yeah so that's why lauren holly ends up having to serve them she's just had a bad breakup of some kind and she's vulnerable some yeah, shit. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I did want to mention the gun because it will come up. Sure. The gun, when one of the air, the marshals comes on the plane, mm-hmm. he's got his little, you know, his backup gun in the ankle holster. Right. And the pilot is looking at the manifest for the guns. And he's like, you got anything else? And the guy goes, well, I got one on my ankle. <laughs> he goes, is it on the manifest? No. He goes, no. And he goes, well, it doesn't ride. <laughs> the pilot being stupid again. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So he's like, it's not on the manifest. It's got to ride up front with me. Mm-hmm. And the guy takes the takes the the bullets out and puts them in his pocket. Yep. And the pilot takes that gun to the cockpit. Mm-hmm. Which is important later. In yes. a ridiculous way. Yes. Uh, I just... As it, everything later in this movie is. Yeah. Right. It oh, is, God. Yeah. It was also further reinforcing how dumb these pilots are. Everyone uh, in this movie is dumb. Uh, yeah, they're, all, they're really, all pretty dumb. Really dumb. Really dumb. Yeah. Right. Ray, well, the, Ray Liotta and the um, the pilot of the other airline, which will come up later, mm-hmm. are the, old, the smartest ones in this movie. Yeah. And Ray sure. Liotta is second by a long shot. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, let's I mean, just get this out I mean, of the way. Yeah, this... even down to the cop. Like, Hector Elizondo's character planted evidence to catch this guy. Mm-hmm. And this guy is, yeah, he's a killer. Yeah. He, I mean, it's yeah. it comes out pretty quick that he's not a nice guy. He's not been framed. Yeah, he got evidence planted on him, but he's fucking crazy. So you planted evidence on a guy that just means you probably didn't do your job right, because mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. should be able to catch this guy. You mm-hmm. should. Because he's crazy. Yeah. But Hector Elizondo in this movie is dumb. Yeah. Yeah. No. So basically, what happens is is that Brendan Gleeson's like, "I got to go to the ballroom," right? But he says it <laughs> as a redneck. I gotta go take a tinkle. And so, <laughs> like, all the cops go with him, and the the one cop goes in, and somehow well, the cops don't want to let him go at first. They're like, "You went at the airport." Yeah, and then this, Ray Liotta talks. Then yeah, he's just talks long about he's a human being. Let him go. You know, let him go to the bathroom. That's why Agent Johnson <laughs> takes him into the bathroom, right? <laughs> Not yeah. special Agent Johnson, right? Mind you. The other yeah. one from, from, from Die, Die Hard. Hard, yes. And uh, in his only other role ever, <laughs> he like immediately disassembles the sink and turns around and stabs the guy with it. We took the soap dispenser out. Yeah. Which apparently was metal right. and sharp. Yes. That's yes. A good and not plan. dipped in any soap at all. No. Stabs him in the stomach. It's a clean wound. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and takes yeah. his gun. The other cop outside is like, hey, what's going on in there? We got to sit down. The pilot says, you know, put our seatbelts on. So, like, door flies open. Immediately bullets start flying. Shoots that guy. The other two cops get up. What was that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're they're like literally three feet away, and there's three or four gunshots, and they sort of get up and it's like, did you hear something? What was that? Huh, let's go check it out. I don't care where you are in the plane. If a gun goes off, you know what it is. Several I mean, times, it doesn't you matter know what where, it is. No. You know, you could be in the back of the plane, front right. of the plane. Yeah. Did you hear something back there that sounds like there was something back there? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, you mean those gunshots? Eh, let's oh. go check it out. Eh. Okay. So ridiculous, convoluted hostage situation. Yeah. He he gets one of the one of the agents. He's got the he's got the gun to his head. Yeah, the pilot the 
God, there's so much stupid shit happens in this scene. The pilot's it's like, like almost tough to keep track. Yeah, because the pilot's like, I'm gonna go see what's going on. Yes, yeah, so the head pilot. Yeah, the head pilot yeah. gets up out of the cockpit, right. which goes downstairs, immediately gets, gets shot. shot immediately. Like yeah. doesn't even get around no. the corner. Halfway down the stairs, shot in the back dead. Yeah, because there's basically a standoff where the agent that had Ray Liotta has has Brendan Gleason at gunpoint. Right. Brendan Gleason's got the other guy. Right. And the other agent, I don't even, like, he's off on the other aisle, and he should have had a clear shot at Brendan Gleeson. Yeah, but like, then, yeah. Easily could have shot him. But then he, he throws the one, the one guy. Yeah, he, he had throws it, the cop, the, the had hostage. hostage way, shoots him. Shoots but him. But then the, then the guy that was standing at the side goes to tackle him. Yeah. yeah. Like, doesn't shoot at him. Yeah. It's like, it's, what? Well, it's, they're, it's, they're this probably is the first trained of, not to shoot on an airplane. This is no. the first of everything being, every behavior of <laughs> Everyone in this movie, I mean, yeah. completely idiotic. I yeah. mean, crazy Throughout. guy with a gun. Decompression aside, crazy guy with a gun wins out. I right. mean, you do decompression. You just got to take it under like ten thousand feet, and you're fine. It's yeah, because like, that okay, guy's going to shoot the wall. Get the yeah, get the right. plane down. Really so fast. they get they get in a big match where they're tussling around, mm-hmm. and they're he's trying to point the gun at the guy's head, and he's pushing it back, yeah. and then finally he shoots the window out. Well, no, before of that, the bathroom. Before that, though, Ray Liotta has popped back up mm-hmm. and is trying to negotiate with the one remaining cop mm-hmm. and he's like i've got a gun too now because apparently off camera at some point he went no and took no one that, of the cops this happens guns. after the idiotic part where he shoots out the window while the two of them are fighting okay and lauren holly plugs it with a briefcase with a goddamn briefcase yeah there's a good five ten minutes of of decompression chaos going on mm-hmm. yeah everything's flying around right Every, everyone is shuffling around in front of it like moving back and forth like, yeah wasn't this and, the and point she eventually where, well, sticks a briefcase yeah, but on it, this is, and this, this is saves like when the, t- when the plane goes total chaos, yeah, because yeah. this is when the co-pilot yeah. goes flying up in the cockpit, yeah, and the old lady, one of the, like one of the five passengers on the plane, hits, yeah, the old hits lady the roof. flies mm-hmm. up. Like everyone who was wearing a seatbelt, fuck that, it didn't work because yeah. they just go <laughs> flying belts, around the cabin. They, they just all unlocked at once. Total chaos in the cabin, yeah. and uh, so the co-pilot's been basically never murdered. My seatbelt. <laughs> yeah, well. God, yeah, he like falls back and then he flips over. Well, he crashes. The he's, seat. he's turned the autopilot on, but then he crashes head first into the controls. The, the controls. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the plane starts nosediving, mm-hmm. and it takes a while for the autopilot to correct itself. So by by then she's plugged the hole with a briefcase. Yeah, and then Brendan Gleeson <laughs> has taken her hostage. Right, Ray Liotta has freed himself. Yes, and there's we know only this there's because only he one, keeps rubbing his wrists. Yeah, and there's only one cop left. Right, and. You know, there's the old Mexican standoff where the cops got Brendan Gleeson in his sights. Won't He's got him. the gun to to yeah. Lauren Holly's head. Well, I think Ray Liotta basically and Ray Liotta is basically just like, "Hey, you lost." Yeah. Him. Well, no, actually, he's saying like to the cop, he's saying, "You lost." Like, look, we have a whole bunch of passengers, and he's also trying to talk down uh, Brendan Gleeson's character. Mm-hmm. Like, we've got all We're these all passengers. <laughs> yeah, we've got yeah. all these passengers. We've got hostages. You don't have to kill the one last cop that we have as collateral right the cop's just like shut up and, and then, and then <laughs> Brendan Gleason, gleason's basically like well he i think he ends up like finally he somehow gets a hold of the last cop and takes him over to the door like he's well, going yeah, to make him open the door he's gonna throw him what happens is ray liotta takes the gun from him yeah because the cop's like oh, he's right. distracted and yeah. yeah and ray liotta takes the gun and then immediately brennan gleason's like all right fuck you man you're yeah. going out of the plane right yeah and he's basically going to open the door yeah, and like, open this door we'll out. throw you out <laughs> But because Brendan Gleeson doesn't quite understand, if you open the door to a plane while you're standing in front of it, yeah, you, you, might die. you get sucked to. out too, right? Mm-hmm. But then Ray Liotta is just like, I, no. I can't let this happen. So shoots Brendan Gleeson in who like shoots, the stomach. Who shoots the other cop? But then they both die, right? Yeah. They're both dead. Well, uh, the cop lives a little bit. But, you know, 
You yeah, because yeah. that's the whole thing. Is like he starts like he starts trying to play hero because he's like uh, he's like okay, you stewardesses know how to take care of the wounded guy. I'm going to go to the cockpit and make sure everything's okay. Yeah, you're, he's, you're trained. I'm not. So give me the keys and. Of one of many choices that they make, dumbass gives this them the keys to the cop. Everyone goes yeah. full retard right. in this movie. Right, everybody. But still, Ray Liotta at this point is just trying to portray himself as the hero here. Like, right. I stopped this. Now let's let's assess the situation mm-hmm. and figure out what's going on. I'll go check out the cockpit. You stay here and tend to these guys' wounds. Yeah. And, and he's really, just done a heroic thing. So they're right. like, oh, yeah, this is really when we all nice start guy. yelling at them. We were like, right. This is where we just we couldn't take it anymore no, no. because he's like, give me the keys and I'll go up I, to the cockpit. Yeah, and was, we're like, no, Lauren Holly, no, no, bad Lauren Holly, no, no. And she's like, here's the keys, yeah. serial killer. So at this point, I, it's, I was very much turned on this movie at this point. I was like, fuck this movie. I'm pulling the BJ. I'm taking a nap. At this point in the movie, I was like, no, yeah, no, pretty fuck stupid. This. They violated everything you should do in every situation, yes, right? And the handing over the keys was just the last straw of yeah, sanity. Basically. Pretty, pretty stupid, but. So Ray Liotta goes up to the the cockpit, sees that the co-pilot is dead, mm-hmm. and then comes back. And this is the first tip off to the audience that he's actually bad. He's like, "Oh no, he's fine. Co-pilot's fine. He's going to land any second now." Mm-hmm. And he's talking to Lauren Holly, and they're just like, "Okay, well everything's going to be okay. Oh, okay." And eventually, she's like, "We're not landing. We're not descending." And Ray Liotta's like, "Well, maybe he's looking for a good spot." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like, like, like an don't worry about it. And she's like, "No, I'm going to go check it out." And he's like, "Okay, whatever. You know." Go ahead. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. So, so she, she goes, yeah, she goes up there and finds that he's not only just like besides just leave him there, he's actually stashed him in like this little bunk he's area. Stashed, stashed him in a yeah. bunk bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she's like, "Okay, he's dead." Like reaches over, he's cold. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And then freaks out, and instead of like the also the whole time like the people on the ground are just squawking up the radio like crazy, like right. flight whatever, come in, come in, hey, yeah, hey, come in. Hey. Where are you? And, and, and she just completely ignores all of this. Yeah, she's and, she just and she's just looking at the instruments like I don't understand yeah. anything. Yeah, buttons. Yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, Ray Liotta is downstairs, and he's kind of like sweet talking the the whale specialist, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like, you know, you didn't like me at first, did you? And she was like, no, he he, you know. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. Is, and, is this what like when they're having the weird like walk through the Christmas lights, yeah. dance thing? Yes. Yeah, because yeah. we forgot to mention the entire plane is coated. In Christmas wreaths and garland right, and lights, they had a contest. the The flight crews had a contest to see. Who oh, could, really? To, yeah, to see I, who. I could guess best. I missed that. That was very early beginning. on. When and they, one of the points of dialogue was the crew that had this plane came in second. Second, yeah. So this, so this is the second decoration. least crazily yeah. decorated. 747 in TCAs. Yeah. Oh my The other one God. must have had like a train set going around yeah. the top, around the baggage. It was actually the outside of the plane. I can't imagine <laughs> what that other plane had. Yeah. Well, they actually made it snow inside the plane. <laughs> they, they actually had reindeer pulling that plane. Oh my. They had a Santa hat on the nose yeah. cone of the plane. Wow. And all of this was for five passengers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. Right, right. But so he's kind of sweet talking her and he's like, you didn't like me at first, did you? Because you switched plane. You know, he's yeah. trying to show how smart he is. Because, you know, after Hannibal Lecter, every bad guy, psychopath, you mm-hmm. had to, they had to be super smart. And but she's like, knew the she answers. plays right into it. She's like, no, I, I guess I didn't like you yeah. at first, but now, you know, you're kind of hunky. And, and creepy. Yeah, yeah. All that crap. And he's like, who's your favorite author? And she's like, Stephen King. And he's like, oh, really? Well. Prepare to die. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's sort of at this point that he's he's seen, because he's moved everyone to the back of the plane for safety. Mm-hmm. Um not really. Well, no, he's, like he, he tells them they need to go back. Yeah, but then he start. He like he gets kind of like 
get to the back of the plane and they're like wait what and yeah. one guy the one male steward i guess uh tries to step up to him and he gets, cracks him over the jaw and slapped. yeah and then he locks them all back in the crew compartment area crew cabin yeah. right yeah. meanwhile the whale specialist is freaking out yeah, so yeah. Oh she, and she's still outside like yeah. and then but we, it's almost like the thing that triggered. he sees that like the old lady who was on the plane had a teddy bear Mm. and apparently the teddy bear was what Hector Elizondo had planted that was the evidence that he had planted and so this is almost like Mm. you can almost see the switch go off in Ray Liotta's head where it's like well time to fuck people up it's like teddy bear tipped me off and now I'm gonna kill every motherfucker on this plane uh huh This is also the point. Come and kill with me. (laughs) This is also the point where he basically enters the Nick Cage zone for the rest of the movie. That's what I was about to say. Is this is the point where it hooked me back in? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Before that, all of the stupidity that everyone had exhibited totally made me want to hate this movie. And the second he actually flips and goes crazy, and first, first off, I mean, we might as well say he chokes out the. I mean, that's what he's yeah, known for. He he's known for being a, a right. raping slash choking. He's the lonely killer. heart strangler. Sure. Yep. <laughs> Who rapes and then Sorry. chokes yeah. his women. <laughs> but no, he, so he chokes out the whale lady and throws her in the bathroom, I guess, or does it in the bathroom. And he just he, leaves her wherever she was. But, no, but he, 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 he puts her in the overhead. Later on, yeah. he ends up stuffing I was her say, in the He has these magical things he does where he moves the body. He's like Jason dead. like that. It's just yeah. wherever the body needs to pop out of, that's where he put it. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, basically from this point on, it's serial killer on a plane movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Lauren Hawley's still up in the cockpit figuring out, you know, the, another pilot from another plane's like, OK, press this button. Hold yeah. it up if you want to speak. He's like talking but, to her like I would talk to my parents, trying to teach them how to send email. Exactly. But OK, so the plane around this point is over Ohio. Now, there is a storm that is covering 60 percent of the United States <laughs> that She's is blocking a category yes, six category storm. six storm. It's a that level six. It's that whatever. It's, it's the it's level. the it's the contrivance it that's in it? every it movie. It, it's it's the Leviathan, the Jurassic Park, the thing, <laughs> the perfect storm. Yeah, it's just like, oh, there's a storm. So it's covering apparently the entire western half of the united states from ohio west mm-hmm. and that's the biggest storm west of the mississippi <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it's a hurricane mixed, mixed with a typhoon with an earthquake inside a twister yes full of frogs and snakes yeah exactly you never seen weather like this kid but now so she's much. over ohio when she starts talking to la talking mm-hmm. to la now yep uh, call me crazy but there are numerous airports between ohio yes, and la there well, are la was the crisis center for tca Airlines. doesn't matter <laughs> that's the only thing that i'm gonna priority that's the only would thing be I'm to serve. land this plane preferably um, on a military do base. not even try to justify a whole bunch yeah. of things I'm, that happens in i'm this just movie. saying why i'm they, just telling you why they might be talking to <laughs> no, la no. that might be no, no. everything that happens Plot wise, in this movie, happens because it keeps the movie going, right. and they just think we're too fucking stupid, right? So to th- think about any of it. So for whatever reason, she has to continue on to L.A. And for whatever reason, the storm is so big, there's no way around it. So she has to fly right, into it. Sixty well, percent of the U.S. They were going well, to- right when she got to the edge of the storm, they were like, "Okay, now we're going to have you change course." But that's when Ray Liotta has come back up to the co- the cockpit and is. Terry. And this is, I swear to God, the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. He's trying to convince her that her stewardess friend is hurt. And they're all on the radio going, he's a liar. He's lying to you. Don't fall for him being charming. Whatever he's saying to you, he's lying. And she's like, but she's my friend. Charmy jerk face. That's and, what he is. And so Ray Liotta is saying all these things and mugging it up like you wouldn't believe. Just like he's, like, he's sitting there with his ear against the the door yeah and you know that you know that look on your face you get when you're like oh did it work yeah when he's, he's doing those he's those saying things like, that are so ridiculous and then he will mug 
like off camera, like I can't believe I just said something uh-huh. so ridiculous. Oh, uh-huh. she, oh man, she's, I, oh, <laughs> yeah, she's he totally. Gets, he it. finally gets to the point where he's like, "If you're not going to come out here and, and check with me, just slide me the first aid kit yeah. out the door." Well, right. Yeah, and yeah. she goes, and he goes, "I wouldn't lie to you, Terry," or something like that. And she mm-hmm. goes. You didn't tell me the pilot was dead. And he gets this look on his face where he goes, Ooh, Oh, shit. Oh, shit. You're right, you're right, Terry. I'm so sorry. I didn't know he was dead. I, I didn't I, know. I didn't, when I, I left d- him in the bunk, he I knew wasn't was, dead. I just, I feel happy. <laughs> I knew it was bad. I just didn't know how to tell you it was bad. Right. Yeah. Oh, jeez, Terry. I, you know you know how I am. You know, I'm forgetful. I don't I do not do things right. You know, you just, come on, Terry. They're all <laughs> screaming at her on the headset. Like, Stop. No. Don't. They're and like, she's like, I gotta go. sociopath. Yeah. And so do she's like, listen to him. I gotta go check on my friend. And like the second she takes off the headphones, they're like, okay, Terry, we're going to have you change course now. So mm-hmm. right there, she's never going to change course because they're right. flying right into the middle of the storm. Storm of the millennium. And so, so this, this starts another weird sequence where she is sort of like stalking through the plane. Now the plane has entered the storm. So of course the electrical system is going to hell. So it's all flickery and strobing mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. Turbulence. And it yes. They're in the, in the ambiance zone of the <laughs> of the storm. So she's looking for a friend and she can't she can't find her and she can't find yes, her. But at this is the point where he's arranged like every dead body on the plane. Right. Like, he's, all the cops are sitting like <laughs> facing each other having like having like dinner. I mean it looks like he's yes. placed yeah. dinner with candles and Yeah, he's put them all in creepy situations and she's <laughs> where really, you know he's fucking lost. And it. he's done this in the span of like 45 seconds. Mm-hmm. And it's very intricate what he's done. Mm-hmm. And it's not it, he didn't have a lot of time to do it. Um <laughs> he's also turned on the movie which somehow plays a pivotal point but doesn't at all. Yeah. I mean they keep talking about it's a wonderful life and and somehow he started that up on life, the Terry. on the on the movie screens. Yeah, but okay, so the flight starts getting really bad, like really bad, and she just sits down and straps herself in. I think she, I think yeah. they were trying to say that she just kind of lost it for a second. I think she just gave up. I mean, the plane like, starts uh, nosediving. I, I have no and, idea. I'm done. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but it's just, it seems so weird because yeah. like the entire plane's empty. Instead of just making her way back to the cockpit. She just sits down. She just takes a seat. And bolts herself in. Right. Yeah, like coach class. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, a couple minutes later, Ray Liotta pops up behind her, Hi, like, Terry. a few seats away, like, Terry. <laughs> yeah. And then he gets Terry. in, like, the most awkward personal conversation possible. Right. Starts asking about yeah, her sex life. Closer and, closer and closer and closer and closer. And she's sort of entertaining him, but you can tell her gears are sort of turning, like, I'm going to use this to my advantage. But mm-hmm. still, she's telling him way too much about herself. And then she, like, promises to have sex with him if she just lets him land the plane. Well, yeah, well, is, this, is this the point, point where, where he she... says, like, I'm just going to crash the plane? Yeah. I mean, is, is it? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, okay. he says, I'm like, on death row. Yeah. yeah. I got nothing. Yeah. It, once I land, they're going to get me, so yeah. right. I'm going out in a blaze of glory. Yeah. And she's, and like, taking off her top, like, you know, okay, you don't have to force yourself on me. You know, I'll just, you can have me. Just let me land the you plane. Can have me. And, you know, we'll land, and then you can have me. It's like and he and it like he like glazes over like male hormones <laughs> kick in like yes I will do this <laughs> just mm-hmm. staring at her and she's walking back to the cockpit taking off her top mm-hmm. and and, um, and along then, the way she grabs a fire extinguisher a fire massive yes. fire extinguisher. like the full size fire extinguisher uh-huh. yeah why it was just there who knows in case of fire mm-hmm. they oh, have that, those yeah that yeah <laughs> you know those things they do. that happen they sometimes. extinguish them. Um, so she sort of, she grabs this and kind of steps around the corner yeah. and gives him the little come hither glance. And she's like, eh, eh. and she pulled the pen. Yeah, she did pull the pins. Uh-huh. Clever. She, knew how to pull the pen. she aimed. 
Yeah. And then she squeezed. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Right she didn't aim at the base. No, no yeah. I was doing the pass thing. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> but yeah, she get, he gets right up Full to her, squeeze and, and she whips that thing squeeze. out and blasts him right in dead the in the face. <laughs> and it's Ray Liotta taking a, a, a fire extinguisher blast to the face. Well, something that was like a Whatever. It was yeah. still yeah. a... a. I mean, a it was not a weak stream. To the face. And then... She almost does the smartest thing she could have done. She whacked the ever-loving shit out of yeah, him. Yeah, she brained him once. With yeah, with yeah. like the three-foot full-size <laughs> yeah. fire extinguisher. And he goes down. Like uh-huh. a sack of potatoes. And she's like, okay, that's taken care of. She does, yeah. she does mm-hmm. the movie toe kick. Like, is he... Is he kick? Mm-hmm. He's uh, dead. No, he he's, not, he's not moving. And what uh. you need to do, ladies and gentlemen, if you're ever in this situation where you <laughs> have been assaulted by someone and you have re-assaulted them with a <laughs> defended yourself with a fire extinguisher to their right. face or anything mm-hmm. um if it's a life or death situation hit him again yes and again yes and again yeah just and go again. irreversible hit the him. head until you're hitting floor mm-hmm. right like like michael jackson might say don't stop till you hear the pop <laughs> don't stop till you hear the pop. <laughs> yes mm-hmm. like he might have said oh. yeah might yes. have said Aww. yeah so then she finally goes back up and they're like Terry, where Terry. the fuck have you been? Hey, yeah. Terry, like, where you been? And she's like, okay, let's land the plane now. Mm-hmm. Like the wrong. I took care of it. Sniffing yeah. And so they go through the whole, like, okay, do this, do this. And the plane, <laughs> when, when is it that the plane basically does a barrel roll? It was somewhere during, during the storm. It was during their fight yeah. before yeah. she yeah. brains him in the head. Yes, it was somewhere before that. Yeah, that, that's I what I was saying. There was, there was, was another. That? There was another point where things went crazy, and I think before she offered up sex. But whatever reason, the autopilot gets confused enough in the electrical storm that the plane basically does a slow barrel roll. Well, it's full on upside down. Yeah, I know, but yeah. I'm just I mean, saying, it's, like, it's not like a, you know, like no, you would I mean, think a military yeah, style barrel. Yeah. And it's Ray Liotta like, is yelling at her, oh, you're a crazy first date. This whole, yeah. And the whole time that he's flying around the, the, the cabin, he's cackling. getting hurt. Laughing he's his laughing ass his off. ass off. You know, he's cackling. Yeah. He is just he's maniacally so cackling. Yeah. And she's like flying all over the place. And, and oh, oh, one little point is as the plane is upside down, mm-hmm. uh, dead cop. It, that's strapped in the seat for the dinner party. Bullets fly out of his pocket while the plane is upside down. Right, yep. and go everywhere. Sure. Yeah. Anyway. Foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm, still. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, basically after the yeah, after the fire extinguisher back. thing, she, she gets back in the in the um in, in the uh, cockpit, and this is, is it, when Ray Liotta like well, has his best scene. Well, yeah, but I mean before that, like she's getting talked down by the. You know, they're, they're telling him how to how to program the autopilot because basically the autopilot is going to land the plane, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the other captain is telling her how to program it in, and she's now all of a sudden they're they're in L.A. like just magically boom, you know, you're kind well, of over Las Vegas when she puts down the landing. Yeah, here. I know yeah. it's bizarre. but I'm am t- telling you before us we have to talk about Ray Liotta calling Hector Elizondo. Oh yeah, yeah. He gives from, this- like he gets he sneaks down into like the electrical area of the plane like where. All the circuit boards yeah. are. And well, no, it says, these like, things are happening thing. simultaneously. But yeah. I'm saying she's like she's programmed the plane, landing gears down. She's like in a descent to land the plane. At this See, point. this is how stupid this movie yeah, is. Is like none of these events no. line up the way they no. should. No. So that's why we're getting all confused about when yeah. the fuck anything happens. Right. Like, she's it's starting this descent ludicrous. that's going to like she's 20 miles away, but it, it's like it starts taking like 10 minutes. She's like slowly oh, yeah. going yeah. down. But like yeah. before yeah. we even got to any of that, 
he he stole a credit card at one point to call Hector Elizondo, and he gives like yeah. this five minute raving madman speech where he just gets crazier and crazier, and he's laughing and he's just he's he's losing his goddamn mind. And that should be his Oscar speech, or they should play that in his death montage when at the Oscars <laughs> when he dies. You know, just like this this is the the single greatest Ray Liotta moment on film. Oh my god, <laughs> it was the the dialogue he was meant to speak. Yeah, I mean he's just hamming it up and loving every second of it yeah i mean he calls hector elizondo and he's just ranting like him and he ends it by saying you're gonna be the first you're fbi <laughs> agent first first cop to die the first cop to die from having a plane flown up his ass yeah yeah and I mean, he's like in ray Lewis, like he's fucking screaming yeah, this yeah. into the phone yeah and cackling and and, and the best part is brilliant they're broadcasting it over the speakers in the air traffic control room which <laughs> right by the way, this air traffic control room has like 500 goddamn people in it because mm-hmm. like everybody is on top of each other. Like nobody has room to move anywhere. Yeah. No and, one's and doing they, anything like, either. <laughs> and there are like 10 times as many people in there as there should be. Yeah, but boy. it's broadcast. Like his whole speech is, even though Hector Elizondo is on a, on a headset. Well, they, yeah. they had him patch it in. Yeah, into, he patched into, it. It's into Hector Elizondo's everywhere. 1997 cell phone. Yes. Which I thought was great. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, among the people there is uh, there's the chick from Total Recall. Yep. 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 Um, and Jeffrey DeMunn, who's like... He's in every Frank Darabont movie. Yeah, pretty much. Ever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, so he's declared that he's going to kill this guy, and he's downstairs in the uh, avionics room of the plane. Mm-hmm. The computer room. Yeah. And he's just gleefully ripping out... Circuit he, boards. He starts ripping out what circuit boards. talking. He said... I, I need he's a, like, this one and I need this a, one and I this one. And I've this got one. a very special mission and I need a volunteer. Yeah. I think I'll take you, I'll take you and you. And then and he you, touches one that shocks him. He's like, all right, you can stay. <laughs> <laughs> that was, br- uh, I almost, I almost wonder if that was some ad libbed. I maybe. You think it's too all clever it. from all of it. Yeah. But yeah. Then, then he like Seems finds this act. Because I'm telling you, they just loaded Ray Liotta up with an eight ball and set him loose on this set. Yeah, And apparently he calls Hector Elizondo again at this point. Because he's, he's found- I'm thinking that the yelling speech was earlier. Because I, I, I think he calls him again, and he's got the little tiny axe, like the emergency axe that was in there. It's a crazy he's like, the next axe, sound though. you're going to hear is me smashing the you know the right. autopilot. The autopilot. Yeah. And, and they're like, no, don't do it. Because they've got her lined up, the autopilot yeah. set to land the plane, and it's all going to be over. And then all of a sudden, he smashes the autopilot, and shit goes real. And the plane's just like, she's like, what's going on? We're dropping again. <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and so. This begins this crazy sequence of events where she crashes through uh, like a hotel, like the top just level. Just the landing gear. Yeah, just the landing gear crashed there's through. A, there's there's a Japanese a, guys doing karaoke. karaoke. So the landing gear goes through the, the, the top of this hotel, and then then it's like it skids across. It, the, it, she her, goes across her, a parking her garage. Wing, no, her wing goes through a billboard. And then the very last thing is the, the, the landing gear basically starts clipping these cars on the very top level of a parking garage. Ending with basically like an SUV truck thing getting lodged onto one of the wheels. Yeah. And all, like she kicks off like about three or four cars off the top of the parking garage, which gets us a little explosion slash mm-hmm. whatever thing sure. happening, destruction mm-hmm. happening. But she ends with one truck stuck on the on the tire of the landing gear. Yeah. Just another contrivance for no reason at all. And they don't yeah. and she doesn't know this, like nobody else really sees this until and she tries to land one time. Well and, the guy says there's a 
Yeah, there's, there's a, a fucking there's a truck on her yeah. landing gear. Yeah, so she, it's like it's too late at this point. I mean, she's literally coming in for landing. But she lands, yeah. and then it starts crushing the the truck. But the other landing gear can't get down. Right. So then she she has to pull up, pulls and, up again. Yeah. And Ray Liotta was l- just downstairs laughing maniacally, and then sees her going up. She's and he's like, "What the hell?" And uh-huh. then just starts axing through the ceiling of <laughs> of the computer bay yep. to get back up. Yeah, because yeah. she had shut the door. We even like. Oh, I don't yeah, even we know sk- when that happened. She we skipped the, the door bar- yeah. on his leg. The, well, the automated well, door. I, no, I thought I thought this was when he went up after this. No, that <sighs> was that was before See, he went down yeah, into the avionics his. thing. Yeah, because he does like the you know the here's Johnny thing. That's the, after the, that. Does it? <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's the last thing that happens. Oh, okay. Okay. But before the, he went down, here are the things that happen. <laughs> One, she kicks him down the stairs yes. and gets his leg stuck in the automatic door shut between the top and the bottom, which closes really violently. He axes his way through the floor to get back up. Yeah. He lights a fire in the middle yes, of yes, the plane yes, aisle to yes. get her to come out. He lights he lights a fire, sits down, lights a cigarette, and starts drinking champagne and just saying, Terry. Come on <laughs> He starts singing Buffalo Gals, which yeah. is a Buffalo, plot point yes. from It's a Wonderful Life, which they talked about earlier. Mm. And he starts singing it more maniacally and starts getting more pissed off that Lauren Holly is not coming out of the cockpit. So eventually yeah. she does and starts fanning the fire and then he immediately jumps on her and starts attacking yeah, her. Yeah, that's when she kicks him and down That's when she thing. kicks him down the stairs. Mm-hmm. And then hits like the automatic door shut, which I guess is something between that, and yeah, smashes it, his leg. Right. Mm-hmm. Goes back, tries to land the plane, but... That's, yeah. a, and bro- this, that's a broken ankle. And he and he MacGyver's yeah. like this yeah, he piece takes, of wreath <laughs> and like gets a, one of those like luggage rack things, <laughs> like a suitcase. To pry open the door. Yeah. yeah. Which and they didn't really show... And, and that's when he decides to smash through the floor because at this point she goes back to the cockpit and the okay, FBI yeah, yeah. guy who's there is like, shoot that shit down. Yeah, right. she's, she's over she's the water past, now. Yeah. She's past LA. And she's, she's like, hey, what's that F-15 doing there? And the guy's like, <laughs> 14. just there for whatever. <laughs> Your F fucking plane. And it's she's like, what? Top Gun. Whatever. <laughs> Come on now. But, and she's like, well, what's that plane doing there? And he's like, oh, it's just if you need assistance. And she's like, how's that gonna help me? He's like, never mind. It's yeah, there to help. Just- Relax. And she's like, You'll be all right. Just give me a chance mm-hmm. to land this plane. <laughs> I can do it. It's you all know? I want. She for gives Christmas. her Oscar speech. Yeah. And she's like telling, like, I know the other pilot can hear me. If you can hear me, don't shoot me down. <laughs> and the guy and the FBI guy's like, shoot the fucking plane down now. And the guy's like, we need authorization from the captain. He's like, no, you don't. Shoot that shit down. He's like, no, and we this, need authorization. This is the scene that drew a cheer and applause from all of us. Mm-hmm. One of many because. But- <laughs> the pilot he he locks on yeah. you know doo, 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 he's got co- he's got tone he's got muzzle lock and then he fires the machine guns and shoots the truck off of the <laughs> yes. landing yeah. gear the landing gear is fine he just shoots and the truck comes off around, he's like you're good to go <laughs> well yeah he said something like uh, good luck ma'am but no it was yeah. something like your your interference or your hitchhiker or something yeah. that's yeah. been clear oh, or something yeah. it was something yeah. like that yeah and, and it gives her like the yeah, yep. thumbs up. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ray Liotta at this point has freed his leg, mm-hmm. hatcheted his way through the floor mm-hmm. or of there, and this is when he does the here's Johnny and just starts axing mm-hmm. into the cockpit. Right. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. <laughs> so she, for some reason, goes over to the door where he is. He immediately starts choking her, mm-hmm. and then she like ratchets his arm. I think, arm she, like, I think she dropped. I think she went limp and basically like bent his arm backwards. Right, and he's like, ah, still yeah, laughing maniacally, but her. but still like you know, obviously yeah, his got, arm is yeah. way out of sight. Oh no, the, now. the plane just went funky. Is that what it was? Yeah, oh, okay. I thought she yeah, plane did whatever. something. Plane always does something. Yeah, the plane. When you need the plane to do something, you 
need something to happen in the movie. The plane is out of control. It's how the autopilot. Dude, there is an internet movie plane database. Oh, no. Yes. We're never hearing from DJ again. No more movies with planes. So... He so he breaks. <laughs> she basically breaks his arm, right, or and his the, shoulder because he's got his arm through the hole in the door, right. But she doesn't go back to the controls. She no, launches she herself like, through the door <laughs> and lands on him like the bear in the great outdoors, <laughs> yep. jumping on John Candy. Lord, holy, Lord, holy, attack me! <laughs> And she's just like, get up, get up. I dare you, get up. And, and he starts to get up and she slams the door back down on him again. She's like, come on. Mm-hmm. And then plane goes wacky and they, they lose, you know. And so she's got the she's got the empty gun again, which she threatened him with once and realized mm-hmm. she didn't have bullets. So she runs down to where the cop who had the bullets is been displayed and checks his pockets for the bullets. There are no bullets there. So she starts looking around on the floor. Now, this plane has been upside down. It has been at 45 degree angles or whatever. But basically, yep. she goes a foot and a half in front of the cop. And there's one of the bullets there, which she picks up, starts trying to put it in the gun. Ray Liotta pops back up. They're struggling. He's like grabbing her ass, trying to pull her backwards. Mm. And and so finally, she gets the bullet in the gun. And it becomes that confrontation thing. Oh, you, can, you think you can kill me? You, you can't, can't kill, kill me. me. And she's like, ah! starts pulling click, the trigger click, click, click. well he goes you won't kill me you're a vegetarian or something like that you don't believe in capital punishment she goes I, I changed my mind before she finally hits him yes. in the head it yeah. becomes the hive song yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yep. but yeah four or five shots and then finally she hits the one with a bullet and it hits him luckily not dead center in his forehead like any yeah, movie would be but just to the just to the left He's down. Mm-hmm. He's finally dead. Finally, although we, we all wanted him to open his eyes yeah. and just laugh one more time. <laughs> Terry, but so she goes upstairs, lands the plane, lands the plane. They let everybody free. That's locked in the back, and, mm-hmm. yeah. and then the entire credits roll with B footage of people getting tended to. Yeah, it's this really odd <laughs> shaky cam footage of yeah. her getting tended to by medical crews. She meets yeah. the pilot to well, help talk her down. Yeah. And there's it's, a it's, Hector Elizondo. it's the diehard fade out, but instead of like you know slowly but surely fading out of no, all they the, let it play. They it's let it play through all the yeah. yeah, it's weird. Yeah, but the thing about all that is, once Ray Liotta dies, you kind of don't care. Well, and luckily, there's really only about know, two I minutes didn't. left. They yeah. they don't linger on that movie no, she, much she at all lands, after that. Because like, they smartly realize, wrap it up fairly quickly. Well, he was telling her like everyone else was dead when yeah. they were locked in the crew cabin. Yeah, so but, like for about an hour, we were thinking that she was the only person left alive right. on the plane. Yeah, because that's more justifying. Well, than she was just assuming that she was the only one left sure. yeah. alive. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, so we guess they open up the crew cabin and they're all fine, right? Well, yeah. except for the ones that were dead. Hooray! <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. All good except for the everyone's dead okay or in heaven. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yay! God. Except yeah. Ray Liotta, who's in hell, mm-hmm. burning with the fire. Ninety-seven of a was a crazy suns. year for plane movies, wasn't it? Yeah, she had this, and you had Con, Con Air. Air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Air Force One came out in ninety-seven too. Yes, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did. When was Passenger fifty-seven? Was that before? That it? was ninety-three. Oh, that was yeah, way earlier. Really, really, really. Same with. Uh, Executive decision was a few. That was the before. year before. That was like ninety yeah. six. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the nineties man, they just love putting people in danger on planes, and for some reason that went away. I don't mm. know. I don't know why. No, eh. no idea. Eh. Sorry, except for snakes. That's still cool. yeah. We had some snakes mm. on a plane. And no course. one saw it. And then, I saw it. I did. I know. Right. So let's Opening rate this night thing. Let's rate this crazy movie. Oh man. Now rated on three the snakes. Mer- Three? <laughs> Three snakes. snakes. What, what scale is that? Uh, the snakes on a plane scale. <laughs> I see. How does that translate? 
Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. Rated on a scale of actual filmmaking, as in like script, acting, plausibility, plausibility, all that. Relatability, which is very important. Yeah. This movie is fucking atrocious. But rated on an entertainment scale of the stuff we enjoy and how much we laugh and how much fun we have, this is a four jocks movie for me. This mm. movie is fucking insane in all the best possible ways. And this is one of the few movies where you could say an unhinged Nicolas Cage <laughs> would not be as good as unhinged Ray Liotta is in this movie. You cannot replace Ray Liotta with anyone, even Nicolas Cage. This was his magnum eight ball opus. This <laughs> He is a... A thing of beauty in this yeah. movie. He's more coked out than he like in the second half of Goodfellas. Yes, like being paranoid about the helicopter and everything. Like he's mm-hmm. he is out of control, yeah. and it's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, I'm going four jocks. It's like it's not five because most of our fives are like okay, this all works and this clicks on a filmmaking level. Like this has none of that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think for that reason, I can only give it a three, and that is like Ray Liotta's private three jocks right there, because everything else he, about this movie... He earned all the jocks mm. in this movie. terrible. Like, I, if there's one thing I cannot stand, it's like everybody making the wrong decisions constantly, especially in a slasher, serial killer oh, kind yeah. of anything. Like, that just drives me up a fucking wall. I gave and, into it. And at least, like, I'll just say this, like, at least filmmaking for the most part is like... The new thing is like, well... What would people do? Would they, no, they probably wouldn't run upstairs. That seems kind of dumb. So, but this is like all of that. It's like let's run the wrong way. Let's give the keys to the serial killer. Let's. It embraces every yeah. cliche possible. Yeah, mm-hmm. but Ray Liotta just holy shit, just he's insane. And yeah, it's three jocks just basically for him. Yeah, it. Uh, I, I've decided that uh, snakes to jocks is approximately equivalent. So it's a it's a three jocks <laughs> for me. Um. Okay. Let me say this. I um, I I was working as a film critic when this came out. <laughs> Saw it in the theater. Now, <laughs> let, let me just say this movie came out the first week of January, which is the last time anyone would want to see anything related uh, to Christmas. So what, it, they just couldn't hit their deadline. Or something? I, I think it's, they dumped it. I think oh. it was just like this movie's not going to make any money. No one's going to want to see this on Christmas, which you know is true. So it was like January third or something. It came out, which. And it made no money, obviously, because the last time anyone wants to watch anything related to Christmas is in January. So it made no money. And I remember watching it and thinking, this is the biggest piece of shit. I, I can't believe this thing was made. Hollywood sucks. I fucking hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my review is still actually on the IMDb for this thing. Looking it up. So all I remembered was that this this is just horrible. It's an example of the worst kind of Hollywood filmmaking, and I'm, I'm tired of it. And, you know, I was being all elitist and all that bullshit. I was wrong. You know what? <laughs> it, it's it's weird sort of what a retrospective take on a movie can be because they don't make this kind of movie anymore. And I miss it. And, and so going back to it, it's like, man, I wish they still made this kind of movie. And the thing is, it's still out of its time. Like, this is more of a late 80s movie than a late 90s movie to me. Yeah. Like, this movie, is it's, a, it's out of place when it was released. Mm-hmm. But now that we can look back on all that, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Exactly that. It's it's that type of movie that they just 
we don't get anymore no. because every movie has to be too self-conscious. Yeah. And One and a half stars out of five, sir. Yeah. <laughs> that that was elitist movie critic guy no, that's fine. talking. That's fine. That's and fine. so now... That's Mackie three years ago. Fun-loving... Oh, yeah. Fun-loving, wanting entertainment me gives it four jocks because yeah. Ray Liotta... It's almost like he said... Chuck and I were in the back row just <laughs> laughing our asses off. It's, it's, it's almost like Ray Liotta was like, you know what? I can see the writing on my wall. The career is winding down. I'm going out with a bang, and I'm going to just go all out in this movie. I'm not going to show any restraint whatsoever. And I I appreciate the hell out of that when someone does it, who, who just mm-hmm. so commits to something and goes so far out of the realm of normal acting that it's just... Some people get so repulsed by that. Not me. I find so much joy in it. I love it. So, four jocks. I, I think this movie is fantastically entertaining on such a spectacularly bad level. I think level. anyone that really can appreciate Nicolas Cage yeah. needs to see this. Yeah. This is really this is as close as a, you get yeah. without getting Nicolas Cage in yeah. your movie. Because you look at Con Air, and he was, you know, normal in that movie, except for his stupid hair. Put the yeah. body in the box. Yeah. I mean, so... Yeah, and this was really, it was also like, it was one of those times, like, in the mid to late 90s where everybody wanted to be the villain mm-hmm. in a movie. Yeah. And, and hammed it the hell up. Yep. This is close to the pinnacle of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so, it's so awesome. Ray Liotta, you will never make a better movie, buddy. Well, Keep trying, though, please. Maybe you will. <laughs> so, we enjoyed the hell out of it. Merry yep. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Or something. Mm-hmm. And happy <laughs> this was, New Year. This had to be one of the least Christmas-related movies we could have found, and yet Christmas was all over it. She all she wanted for Christmas was to land that motherfucking <laughs> oh, plane. That's right. Mm-hmm. All I God. Want for and he's dragging bodies around the plane, going fa la 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 la. This is true. God, this makes me want to watch every Ray Liotta movie ever made. <laughs> all and for then it. Not even lying. And then the line after, "All I want, this, it's all I want for Christmas." And she looks wistfully into the camera and goes, it's all I want for forever. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. And that's I what, was laughing so hard I missed that. That's what sells the fire pilot. I thought I heard like, that, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. Because I was uh, laughing so Lauren hard. Lauren Holly. Fox, yeah. Fox <laughs> 5, we got tears. <laughs> Go. <laughs> One manly teardrop. Go for right. tissue. All right, let's take a break and we'll right. come back. All right. From his beard to his boots, he was covered with ammo. Like a big fat drunk, disgruntled Yuletide Rambo And he smiled as he said With a twinkle in his eye Merry Christmas to all Now you're all gonna die The night Santa went crazy The night Saint Nick went insane Realized he'd been getting the wrong deal Something finally must have snapped in his brain Alright, welcome hey. back Second half Bamfcast. Welcome back to the Bamfcast. Bamfcast show. Oh, the Bad Movie Fiends Bad podcast. Movie Fiends we are back podcast. on the Bad Movie Fiends podcast for awesome. the second half Thanks of for the podcast. Tune in to the second half of the oh, Bamfcast. Bamfcast. Just, in, just in case you weren't sure what show you were listening to. It's the Bamfcast, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome right. back. So uh, what are we doing first? Voicemails, emails, ooh, ooh, anything? Ooh, 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 I know there are a couple things. movies you guys want to discuss, so let's change it up. Let's oh, do this first. Okay. Yeah. All right, oh, movies. Boy. You first. All right. Well, um, I've got very, very quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just finally got around to watching uh, Racing Dreams. Hey, Racing Dreams. I'm really not going to talk about it any more than that. Just to suffice <laughs> to did say. You, did you like it? I did. Um, I, I How like, do you feel about racing now? Do you dream about racing? No. It's, it still really didn't. It's one of those weird ones where it didn't make me any more interested in the subject. I just, 
I like it as a documentary. It's interesting to me when they uh, sort of flip flop your expectations. Like one of the kids I just wanted to strangle the first time they showed him ended up being the one I was rooting for by the end. So the I just, poor kid. Yeah. Yeah. I just like it when they, they mix something up like that where they present something and you're like, Ugh, and they're like, Oh, Oh yeah. So yeah. Good. Good watch. Very good. Glad that you finally got around to watching yeah. that. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And my, my other one uh, that has also been on my Netflix queue for forever and a day that I finally got around to is Dead Snow. Ah, you finally gave and watched it. I did. I figured I was like, hey, what movies came out in 2009 that I still haven't watched? Oh, <laughs> these. A weird thing to think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just was going through my queue and it's like, hey, these both came out in 2009. I've had my on my queue about that long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dead Snow. Wow. Um, Worth it. Zambi Nazis. Yes and no. Hmm. Yes and snow? Perhaps. It's number Dead one, snow. it's a lot more gory than I thought it was going to be. Yay! Sweet. Like, way more gory Ray. than I thought it was going to be. Red uh, snow? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, Red uh, dead snow revolver. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you can get over, uh, you know, I know how some people are. It is subtitled. You know, they are speaking the Swedish or the Norwegian. I can't remember which it is, but... <laughs> Some Nordic thing. Yeah. Scandinavian dealio. Speaking foreigner is what they're speaking. Yeah, watch is probably, it's probably finished because it's the one I didn't say. Speaking not American. Actually, it might be because they did make a Nokia joke. But anyway. Right. Uh. Interesting thing because like, you know, with a foreign horror type movies, you know, none of our standard things are followed. Like nobody is safe for any particular reason mm-hmm. without giving anything away. It's just, it's just kind of bizarre because you're like, mm-hmm. You, you have no idea throughout the whole movie who's going to live, who's going to die, w- any rhyme or reason why thereof. So it's just kind of a That's bizarre situation. Yeah. yeah. But you may or may not like it, Chuck, based on your thoughts on The Descent and things like that. So uh, I'm, I'm just saying, like, you know, if you want to spoil the ending of Dead Snow for him. Tell quick. us. I was thinking. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I won't. No. Okay. You're Alienate safe, listeners. more of our audience members. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's. Um, I think it's. If you're into that, just be ready because, like, I mean, we're talking viscera everywhere because you just hmm. you should shit gets real. Yeah, no. and including things that I was like, oh, okay, they're going to do that. All right, yeah. wow, yeah, but plenty of uh, you know, Evil Dead references and things like that. I mean, there's one, you know, there's the token guy who's like a film nerd and pointing out all the <laughs> things you shouldn't do in a zombie type of situation. Oh, good things, really, like that. yeah. But in, in, in kind of like a okay way, like not not overdone. He's not like the um, Jamie Kennedy from Scream kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know. So, but anyway, cool. yeah. So you'd recommend it? I would recommend it for those with a stomach for gore. Yes, because yeah, it's like. Is there any humor in it? Um, some Nordic humor. <laughs> like it's <laughs> Nordic. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can only like. I mean, zombie Nazis is kind of a ridiculous concept. Sure. So I was wondering if they played it for humor at all, or a little bit. Like, I mean, some people react to some things. Like I said, there's a Nokia joke just kind of out of nowhere, which is probably a lot funnier to them than (laughs) us because we're like, really, Nokia? Do people still have those? Mm -hmm. But um, yeah. Okay. Whereas there, it's like every person has one at at birth. (laughs) Here's your Nokia and a passport. So (laughs) speaking of uh, foreign movies that go crazy. Uh, BJ, you saw something. I did. I saw a something. And funny enough, I'll point this out. Go ahead. The people on the Tilt cast were going to recommend we watch this movie and then decided, no, they probably shouldn't do that. No, and I am also going to preface this with, (laughs) you should not watch this movie. What is it? And I'm being fucking serious. (laughs) It's called a Serbian film. 
Oh, God. Like, literally, that's the title? Yes. Okay. So you have not heard of a Serbian film? No, I thought you were saying he watched, like, a Serbian film. Like, and I'm yeah, like, I watched which the, one? Yeah, the yeah. Serbian film. Oh, no. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. here's, here are all your, all your pregnant pauses and protracted sighs. Uh, it's your quota for the, for the week, listeners. <laughs> um, I'll give you guys a very brief plot synopsis. A Serbian porn star who has retired and started a family is down on his luck and down on money and is approached with an offer to do one last film for a giant sum of money, but he is not told anything about any of the conditions. He's just told, you're going to do this film, this eccentric, wealthy man who was a former psychologist is going to direct it, and you will star in it. Sign here. And it goes beyond any of the bounds of taste that have ever been set forth in film or art or <laughs> science or reason or humanity. Hmm. All right. There are things depicted in this film that I do not wish anyone to ever see. And if you have even the slightest weakness in your constitution you should not watch this fucking movie. Great. I, I just out. want you to know that based on what you said, you have convinced a lot of people to watch this movie. No. Like, like I'm just saying, like as a dare, because the way you describe this, I'm not saying I'm going to. I'm saying like a lot of people are like, fuck, I don't watch like Star Wars holiday special. I can fucking make it's two not, hours. It's, yeah. it's not Star Wars no, holiday no, no, special. I know, I know, no, it's, I know. Well, the funny thing is, you said, I saw this movie that's totally fucked up. And I'm like, really? You went and finally saw Human Centipede? And you're like, no. no. And then when you said a Serbian film, I was like, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no. Because it's, 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 I haven't seen Human Centipede. I've seen scenes from it. It's worse. It's far worse. It's depraved. It's, it's like the Serbian, Serbia is opening prosecution into whether this film like violates the law. Um, of humanity. It's, yeah. Laws of humanity. <laughs> um, it's, Good. it's banned everywhere. Uh now, having said that, the sad, the <laughs> shitty part is, it's actually a pretty decently made movie. It's well paced. The acting, when it's not the shit you shouldn't that shouldn't be on film, it's <laughs> it's good acting. It's pace is good, shot well, decent music. It's just fucking gross. It's fucked in the head. It is fucked. I'm glad I didn't see it alone. I'm glad that I was not convinced in any way to see it alone because the friend who recommended that we see this watched it by himself the night before and then decided that he had to see it with other people because he had to have someone to relate to that had seen the movie. <laughs> someone like, else who was similarly scarred. Pretty much. And I'm glad that I saw it with people because it's like, all right, now... It, t- it took that, like, ring thing out of the entire equation. Like, you've already shared it with somebody. Like, you don't have to yeah, pass it along. And- yeah. It's. Yeah. It, it sounds like you basically it- watched, like, Antichrist to me. Like, I mean, it's probably worse. But I'm just saying, like, it sounds like one of those movies that's just in some way, shape, or form meant to offend. Or somebody so fucked in the head that they don't realize how offensive and horrible I think and they unpleasant know, it is to watch it. I think they know exactly how offensive and deplorable it is. Okay. And I think they're trying to make a point somewhere. Like, now I know, it, it, it did do one good thing. Now I know that no matter how bad I have it, 
I don't have it that bad. <laughs> Sweet. Okay. All right. So it's life affirming. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. It's it's the feel good comedy of the decade. <laughs> no, is Adam Sandler not at all? <laughs> no, <laughs> plays two I, parts. So yeah, is I there wish any, Adam Sandler had been in it. Are there mm. any humorous parts in it? You know, because it's kind of a humorous premise and. There uh, is. Would you describe it as an indie kick-ass? <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Um, yeah. It's not like. <laughs> I was just joking. <laughs> but there, there is I, just a I little. I did not expect any until it humor goes, in this movie. Going in, looking at the IMDb page for it. Did mm-hmm. you look at this before you watched it? I, I did actually, and I was and, like, and oh then, my god. And the plot, you said, yeah, let's let's watch that. Yeah, see, I just read that, and I go, nope, yep. never in a yeah. million years am I putting this in I don't know any machine why, I own. I don't know why I said okay. okay. Like, I was, it, it was, you realize you're on the FBI's watch list yeah, now, yeah. you've seen this movie. Probably. I'd probably but, do best to just delete the last 10 minutes. Yeah. You can if you want. No, it's, I just, you know, yeah. for I, your own safety, not because of anything else. Well, people have voted for it on IMDb, yeah. so. I think in, part of my brain didn't believe it could be that. as bad as it actually would be. I right. thought it would be. You know the, the stuff that you guys can read on IMDb. I th- IMDb. I thought it would be alluded to. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that it would be graphic and soul scarring. Okay. And hideous, but I I really I really don't think most any I don't think anybody should watch this. Okay. Personally. <laughs> I'm, well, it's the same warning I gave for Antichrist, so yeah, that still stands. And I'm anybody watched that, and after me talking about it, I'm sorry. And probably same goes for this. I'm surprised when they released it here, they didn't retitle it Eight Millimeter Three. Did they actually get it released here? It says it, there's even a banner on IMDb saying it's coming out in theaters in January. Oh, which what? that'll be fun. Let's all go to the theater and watch people watch what? this movie. <laughs> Are they gonna? Oh, there is like there is an, there is an edited. Um, don't watch it. But you it. watched the whole thing. You watched ben, until the end credits rolled. I watched, yeah, watched through the end of the credits. Huh. Was there a scene after the credits? <laughs> I can't remember if the last scene, I can't remember if the last scene was before or after the credits, but there was a last nice. scene that went, oh, God. Because oh. Yep. there's a point where you think, oh, well, at least, at least it ends like that. Mm-hmm. And then, no, it doesn't. Oh, good. Nope. So. Yeah, I'm not watching it. All right. Good. Uh, at least glad I'm, you took that bullet for us, BJ. Mm-hmm. You're you're welcome. If if I have done one thing, it is to spare three more people and whoever out there is smart enough to listen to me. Or you've introduced it to people's yeah <laughs> knowledge base that didn't you look it up know on IMDb yeah, no, first. I, I if didn't you, know if you about it. Watch it. It's you're digging your own grave. Yeah, it's one of those things where like if you're gonna watch this, you already know about it. Yeah. But yeah, if, you're if, probably not gonna stumble. Yeah, upon it. if you're not. You've been warned. It's the two girls, one cup of Serbian cinema. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right. Sure. (laughs) Sounds about right. If Serbian cinema is... Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're never going to Serbia is what you're saying? Probably not. Not to retire after a career in porn, anyway. No, I I don't think I'll ever talk to Serbian people again. One last last job never goes well for anybody ever. Yeah, One last job never works out. One last job. Nope. 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 Don't ever do it. But like, oh God, I just, it was, you don't have to Yeah. keep going. You don't it's have okay. to relive yeah. the suffering. It's okay, dude. dude. Yeah. It's okay. We're here for you. How many jocks? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> Can I give it negative something? Yes, like, you can forbidden, give it bags. Forbidden zone? <laughs> yes, yeah, they're I'll, called bags. I'll give it, I'll give it forbidden jocks. Oh, forbidden I'll jocks. give it a hundred forbidden uh, jocks. Wow. Boy, right there, you've tempted some people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's real, move on. Can we yeah, talk about puppies? 
Sure. Almost. Santa um, buddies. Santa buddies. <laughs> Real quick. Yeah. I went to Epcot Center this weekend and I saw Yay. Captain EO. What? I love that we live in a world where the same guy who made The Godfather made Captain EO. That they're still running that? They brought it back. They brought it back. Oh, God. So they're not showing Honey, I Shrunk the Kids anymore. Oh, so Rick Moranis has to die for that to come back? Yes. Great. Yes. But yeah, so Captain EO is as terrible and the 3D is awful and yeah. uh-huh. it's kind of one of those things that you kind of feel embarrassed for everyone involved and yet I can't believe that I would still be a thing it. considering that the technology... The 3D technology has advanced so far since then. It's not oh, an attraction anymore. It's like a relic. Atrocious. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. It's like <sighs> double images of everything, headache-inducing, and then mm. there's this little flying thing. Oh, like, God. Like that, yeah, like, I forgot about that thing. Oh. Like George Lucas was heavily involved in making this. Mm-hmm. Too, sure he was. And that shows the descent into madness. How about you put a little coming. flying thing in there for my yep. kids? <laughs> and there's like a little elephant thing called Hooter. How about you put a little and elephant so a lot thing of called it is, Hooter is in there Michael for my Jackson kids? Hooter. Oh, God. How long was the line for <laughs> Captain Neo? Uh, there really wasn't a line. 14 milliseconds. Sweet. And then Michael Jackson said, let me put a little thing in there for your kids. But I do like oh. that it was... Bad joke of the night. Uh, winner is you. Uh, I, I do like that it was at the point before Michael Jackson, like, before we all realized he was completely up? insane. Oh. Mm. Yeah, he was still it was popular. like it came out in 1986, yeah. so he still looked like the Michael Jackson that people like. Well, sure, he was in a Disney attraction. Yeah, it was obviously okay at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but anyway, it's <sighs> it's remarkably terrible, and it's just bizarre that Francis Ford Coppola made it. Yeah, but he directed, and Jack. Angelica Houston is the bad witch lady in it. Collecting Sweet. Paycheck. Yeah. Oh, it's it's stunningly awful. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. How many jocks? <sighs> Can we uh, talk about puppies now? Three. <laughs> three jokes. Yeah. Anyway. Puppies. puppies. So, we got a ton of voicemails. Yay, voicemail puppies. Sweet. We do. We are loaded Someone up. Someone save my soul. So, let's bring the happiness back Jewel? after. Oh, uh, we're going to stop with... Uh, suffering. <laughs> we're going to stop with voicemails. We're going to start with voicemails here? Okay. Um, yes. Or did you want me to do the emails first? Because I can certainly do those. Whichever. Let's do one or the other. <laughs> do Thanks, something. Chuck. Ain't no problem. Chuck says, make a decision. <laughs> I have the voicemails pulled up if you want me to. No, I'll go ahead. I'll just read the emails real quick. Uh, first one's from Troy, who hey, Troy? actually uh, Hi, tweeted Troy. us last week. Hey. But he says, hey, Tweet BMF crew, I'm a newer fan. I'm just getting into the series in early October. Thanks to Chuck and the 31 <laughs> horror movies in Thanks, 31 Chuck. days clips on YouTube. Thanks, Sorry. Chuck. Sorry, buddy. I wish I'd started sooner. I'm an avid movie watcher and lover of bad movies. I'm actually watching Judge Dredd as I type this. Oh. Just wanted to to say thanks for showing appreciation for good bad movies. Your enthusiasm has made it so I have listened to 30 of your casts so far. Mm. Says, as for some quick suggestions, I've already asked about Edison Force on Twitter, so no need to retread there. Another suggestion is Drive from 1997 starring Mark... Dacascos of Iron Chef and Only the Strong fame, as well as Kadeem Hardison and Brittany Murphy. Oh, wow. It's a mismatched buddy road trip action <laughs> comedy with a genetically enhanced martial artist super spy and a fast-talking inner city guy. Guess who plays which part? Brittany Murphy plays Brittany all parts. <laughs> it's, it's got some pretty cool action what scenes. What year is this again? 1997. Okay. It's the got, year of turbulence. She was still alive back then. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's got some you. pretty cool <laughs> action scenes for what appears to be a small budget. <laughs> I was just trying to all gauge right. if it was Clueless time or like no. straight to DVD time. No, 97. Okay. She was still alive. 
Brittany was still acting. We yeah. hardly knew ye. Yeah. Anyway, it's got some pretty cool action scenes Good for what appears friends. to be a small budget, and I think you guys would enjoy it. Anyway, thanks for the laughs, and keep up the good work, your new and loyal fan, Troy in Connecticut. Thanks, Troy. Thanks, Thank Troy. you, Troy. I will research that movie. That movie sounds better than Edison Force. Yeah, we're not watching Edison Force. Okay. I'm just saying that right now. All right, Chuck. Well, <laughs> Chuck's taking a week off. Mm-hmm. Hey. 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 He's taking a nap. We're all taking a couple weeks off. All right. Um, <laughs> we got from, got one from The Stranger. Jack Strange. Mm-hmm. Hello, Bimcas. Yes. Stranger. Oh, that guy. I, I, my voice hurts tonight, so I'm not going to read it in the Stranger voice. Oh. But he also sent a voicemail, but I'm just going to kind of sum that into this one. Okay. Anyway, he says, I wanted to write you guys about the subject of toning down superhero outfits for the movies, as you have discussed with Captain America and f- so forth. People shouldn't tone down the costumes. Mm-hmm. X-Men turned out to be a great movie simply because it was well made, but no one enjoyed the black leather jumpsuits. I beg to differ. Mm. They could have yeah. at least made a white leather uniform for Storm, and everyone would have appreciated it. Every time they dink with the costumes, it not only messes with the film, but it also bleeds into the comics and the cartoons, and then those get changed. By the way, Christian Bale's bat suit looks horrible. It is the worst bat suit ever done. I can't stand <laughs> looking at any of them. It is supposed to be more practical, meaning they say it is based on real combat armor, but he looks like a little kid wearing a Batman costume rather than actually looking like the Batman. Damn. The Dark Knight was pretty cool, though, despite that the costume still looked hideous. Those are my two cents. I haven't seen the new Captain America, but I think the Red Skull from 1990s version is probably still better, though he looks terrible when he actually is in the full Red Skull makeup. He still likely has a better performance than Weaving. The old Red Skull was the bread and butter of that other film. And he also left a voicemail talking about Tommy McGuire and how he felt he wasn't an energetic and happy enough Spider-Man because he was from New York. Uh, Which, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, first off, superhero costumes. If you costumes. want happy and energetic Spider-Man, you get Spider-Man 3. Yeah, I know. Or 2 when he's doing the, but tip, I, you know. I can see his point on that song. one. I can see his point on that one because Spider-Man in the comics is a jabber jaw when yeah. he fights, always joking and saying stuff. Yeah. But the thing is, Peter Parker isn't. Right. And I think that's why Tobey Maguire was in that role and he did joke around a bit as Spider-Man, but yeah, I mean, well, yeah, but a I lot of times, know. a lot of his jokes were overwashed by loud explosions and, you know, yeah, he was like, he was saying things. It's just, and having yeah. a mask over your face makes it hard to hear your voice. Yeah. It does. Yeah. 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 As for the X-Men good. costumes, I mean, <laughs> have you, do you remember what the X-Men costumes look like in the late nineties? The no. best. The, be- the, the best, worst. animated, the best. like or in the best page form, but you all do, of them were the best. You do not human want beings more. don't look good in, in spandex. spandex. No, they don't. No, Captain That's America, the nineteen ninety version TV. That costume is accurate to spandex okay, and well, that sort you, of shit. Okay, well, all right. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of argument about this, and I'm going to use a couple of examples to prove why people that argue this are wrong. If you think about the old Christopher Reeve Superman's. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were still kind of goofy looking, but that's what people needed to see because that was like the first big production superhero movie in, mm-hmm. in history, basically. And people were like, this is what Superman has to look like. Make it work. And for the most part, they did. Time passes. We get uh, Superman Returns. Now, granted, they leatherized his outfit ever so slightly, but the bulk of what he was still wearing was spandex. And people mm-hmm. were like, he looks fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Now... They've got Henry Cavill, they've the leaked shots of the new Superman, and they've like totally like armorized, leatherized his costume to make it look more believable. 
and, and all the comic fans are like, that's fucking stupid. You know, like, you know, he's to be wearing spandex. It's like, no, when two, three, couple years ago when they re- did Superman Returns, everyone was like, that looks stupid. You know, so yeah. it's like, it, it's just. And I liked <laughs> X-Men. I liked the leather because it made it look like they were wearing uniforms. Yeah. Yeah. They were a team. I didn't, I didn't, I thought, I thought they, I thought leather is a practical choice for flying sort of stuff fighting stuff yeah. yeah i mean x-men's kind of a weird thing because you know you do you kind of have to make them feel like a team and that was probably one of the first times they ever really tried to do a team superhero movie mm-hmm. and but honestly to me it got more exciting like in x-men 2 when like they kind of started branching off and like not necessarily always having to wear their leather things like mm-hmm. wolverine looked much more badass running around in a wife beater you know <laughs> yeah. and claws out than he did like running around in a little leather suit and I, he obviously would have looked stupid running around in yellow spandexy thing from the cartoon but yeah and as for the new batman outfits have you seen batman and robin yeah that's all i need to say yeah yeah those look i mean obviously i still think the 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 michael keaton original batman 1989 batman probably looks the best yes because they even started to evolve it to batman returns and i started not liking it as much they did change it a little bit yeah yeah. and by three and four it just looks stupider and stupider because they're like i I don't know what understand why that became a thing like we have to change the batman costume every time we make a new movie well i know they changed it from batman to batman returns because he he was his head well he was so uncomfortable in the thing Mm -hmm. so like most of the times when there's stuff like that like the the changes in the robocop suit from robocop to robocop 2 were simply because peter weller couldn't Live, right. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, everyone's yeah. always like, "Did change the suit? Did change? Was it?" And, so the actor can survive. And, and the last, mm. the last point on that is, you said you haven't seen the new Captain America movie. Well, I think they address it better than any other previous time of how yeah. fucking stupid it looks to run around in a yep a comic accurate spandexy suit because they let him run around in the original winged hat, you right. know, stupid shield thing and. You know, yeah. it just it looks stupid. They did a, yeah, obviously, yeah, they did a, a, a good job. In and and man, then they, I mean, to use a comic accurate, I mean, they basically made him look like the Brian Hitch Ultimates version of World War II Captain America, and it, mm-hmm. that's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, minus yeah. like the goggle things on the time, but yeah, I mean, right. yeah, and you obviously don't like Hugo Weaving, but give him a chance because I thought he was pretty good. Yeah. yeah, Captain America. My vote on costumes is make them look cool. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't, don't give I don't, a and shit about the comics. It's a different thing than the comic. That's that's the thing is, <laughs> you it's know? you're not trying to exactly reproduce what's in the comic. You yeah. can't. I it's thought, a different medium. You you can't. Well, yeah. it's 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 reality versus a drawing, right? Yeah, it's, and I thought Thor's costume was great too. I mean, pretty damn close to the comic version, and mm-hmm. didn't look stupid on screen. Flannel shirt, jeans. Well, I mean, <laughs> when he was Thor, <laughs> right? I Flowing golden, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, next email we got is from Matthew. Very brief one. He says, greetings and movie suggestions. Hello, all excellent podcast. Here are some suggestions for you. Okay. My Science Project, 1985. Good one. Cross Worlds, 1997. Mm. Real Genius, 1985. Awesome movie. Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins, 1985. Transfers, 1985. Yes. And Free Jack, 1992. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> real genius. Chuck has seen all of those movies. No, no, you can't I've, name a I've list seen of movies. I've seen a lot. That's a, that's a pretty good list of movies, though. I've those seen are... a lot of these. Like, like these are kind of like, these are ones that the standard film fan would probably lump into what we do. Yeah, I mean, but real like genius, stuff like I Real would, Genius, I don't think so. Remo no. Williams, only because it's kind of crazy. It's stupid and goofy. Yeah. Yeah. But, I don't know. See, Free that, Jack, that, yes. Yeah, Free well, Jack, Free Jack, Jack is, need yes. to do Free Jack. I think Free Jack works, point. but I mean, Remo Williams is one of those ones like, I, I love that movie because I think Fred Ward is awesome as an action hero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just because, I mean, yeah. I think it's funny to try to buy him as one. Yeah. But... 
talking about that movie, fucking Joel Gray is so goddamn offensive in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Mean, him doing that. The the Asian master guy is just like, why? Why did you do there this? There were no Asians at the time. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> it's like, why didn't they just dig up Mickey Rooney? There was a dearth of Asians. Yeah, they just the they didn't have any. Right. That's why they had to so. use them. So, yeah, but thank right you. Um, By the way, I think Free Jack's the biggest of the list that yeah, we hit on. that movie's atrocious. I know. And I therefore, know. right up our alley. I don't think I've seen... If I've seen My Science Project, it's been a long time, but I've, it's been on my list of things to watch for a long that is a, time. That is a goofy, fun, sort of yeah. sci-fi... Or that that eighty genre of sci fi comedy, yeah. That you know, real genius is obviously a part of that. Yeah, too. I was gonna say like people always lump that in with like weird science. Like, hey, watch these two. They all, yeah. Um, it just there was that run of them. movies about science and yeah. weirdness. <laughs> <laughs> Those movies about science, by and the way, projects and weirdness. We are watching Drive because Brittany's Brittany Murphy's character's name is Deliverance Bodine. So yes. I'm watching that when I get home. Yes. Fuck that. So that is being sought out. Make as that we a speak. double feature with the new Drive. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be great. Yes. And then driving. They are so alike. <laughs> nice. All right. We got uh, some voicemail voice time. Voicemail time. Yay. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, first Stop. one here is from Kurt the Rock in Bangkok. Yeah. Yes. Hey, guys. This is Kurt from Bangkok. I just wanted to call and say, hey, you know, I'm glad you got some enjoyment out of Aztec Rex. I was really worried about that when I heard that you were going to watch it and review it because I was very drunk when I watched that the first time, I just left Iraq. I was in Bangkok. I bought the DVD on a little stand on Sukhumwit Road that was also selling teakwood dildos. And, um, you know, I had spent the night at a bar with some bar girls buying me beers. At some point, there was a baby elephant, I remember. Long story short... You probably, I realized, were not watching the movie under the same circumstances I watched the movie. I was very worried that it would not hold up. But if you got some enjoyment out of it, I'm pleased. I'm pleased I didn't waste your time. And I'm just going to say it. Cue the Winged Serpent. It uh, it holds up, I think, even Stone Cold Sober, without the presence of alcohol or 80-pound, tiny-waisted Thai bar girls or baby elephants is a good time watching a movie. Um, that's all I got. So, hey, guys, you know how I end this. Love the work that you do. Don't ever change. Talk to you later. Bye. Wow. <laughs> we definitely didn't see it in the same movie. We need to watch movies like that, though. It's, it's do we weird. Need, do we need to take a, a, a podcast field trip to, yeah. uh, to Thailand? It, it's weird. All we had were uh, Birchwood dildos. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they weren't teak. They weren't teak. Yeah. They we were had antiques, baby, but... Yeah. They, yeah. We had, we had also a dearth of elephants. Um, yeah. 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 We had baby hippop- hippopotamuses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hippopotami. Yes. Nature's, nature's ninja. And fat lesbians. So... <laughs> <laughs> we tried. Ninja. We did the best we could for our yeah. location. Yeah. Wow. But so thanks, Kurt. We will try to be in that frame of mind when we do Q. The let's, yeah, service. let's recreate those circumstances when we watch Q. Because all right, you're in charge of the Thai girls. I'll bring the dildos. We, we can check. Right. We can check. <laughs> you, the you are the dildo master. <laughs> Josh, being the mayor of the SOS, you can see if they got any Thai girls. Yeah, yes. no problem. There you go. Yeah, I, I'm sure you. they do. They know me there. <laughs> As the mayor. Oh yeah. I have a chair with my name on it. Nice. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, next one is uh, one from Max. Hey, Max. Hey, Max. 
Hey, this is Max. And, okay, I know that you've already done your triple rex thing, but if in the future you wanted to do a uh, triple rex to State of the Union, I suggest a little film called Anonymous Rex. It was a Sci-Fi Channel original movie from, like, the early 2000s. So, you know, Sci-Fi Channel original movies hadn't yet gotten completely fucking just shit show um, it's a weird movie. Like, okay, it's this movie about this pair of detectives trying to solve some murders and stuff. But, oh, hey, they're also dinosaurs. Secretly dinosaurs. Kind of like that show V. Like, you got these holograms which make them look like people. And it's, uh, it's, it's not too bad. You know, if you want a movie that's got dinosaurs in it and is not bad and is actually really weird and has a somewhat interesting plot, I don't know get into Anonymous Rex. I don't know. Alright. I gotta say, thank you, Max, for naming Triple Rex 2. Yes, thank us. you. That the name will happen. That was the State of the Union. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Triple Rex. What's wrong with you? State of the Union. Mm-hmm. And, and Chuck and I had discussed Anonymous Rex as an alternate. Yeah, I, I I dive into the IMDb depths every once in a while and found this. We may have three. I know that's on. Yeah, we've got a couple others list. too. So this may happen. Right. Agreed. Yeah. We're going to become the Triple Rex podcast. Sure. The Tyrannosaurus. As long as the Sci-Fi Channel's in business, they will keep. <laughs> they will keep being. Yes. Dinosaurs. Tyrannosaurus movies. Yeah, we're good. Mm. All right. Okay. We have any uh, other voicemails? Yeah, oh, oh, God, yes. Oh, oh God. God. Yes. God. We got a grip. Oh, yep, God. Voice Next one is from Drew in Joyzy. Hey, guys. It's Drew from Jersey again. Uh, going through the old archives, and I'm finally getting back to the last couple episodes. And I turned on Robot Jocks while I'm driving in my 1996 Toyota Camry, and it got to the part where you're all just screaming, Fucking Robot Jocks! And you blew out my car speakers. So just want to congratulate you on that job well done. And yeah, now I got to go get new car speakers. So thank you for that. Peace out. We win. All right. We wow. win. I'll send you a We win. Oh, man. We win. <laughs> wow. The podcast has physically manifested itself into the real world. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> One step closer. Man. Uh, we'll send you a $5 gift certificate to get uh, new speakers installed at Circuit City. <laughs> to cruise mm-hmm. tunes. Yeah. <laughs> Your sound advice has... Uh, yeah. 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 We got lots of hookups. It's $634 a speaker at sound advice mm-hmm. for the 96 Camry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I wish some I sound could. advice. Yeah. I wish I could apologize for that, man. I, no. Drew. They can't hear us. Yeah. That's amazing. I love well, it. I'm just going to give you a little bit of warning after this podcast. Be careful. <laughs> That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Yeah. Not right. this one, but coming up next episode. Sort yeah. of. Oh, dear. Yeah. I like to think that he was listening to us at full blast. Yeah. Like, he yeah. pulled up to a stop sign, saw a cute girl uh-huh. in the car next to him, rolled down the window with us blaring, fucking robot jocks! What's up, girl? How you living? Robot jocks! That's what I like to imagine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, next is Clint, the imaginary truck driver. Hey, guys. It's Clint from Madison. I'm sure you've probably gotten 28 
phone messages now, but yes, the movie, the 1977 movie, The Car, that is one where the thing jumps out of the frigging ground. I saw that when I was seven. It scared the crap out of me, and I can't remember who said it, but that friggin' horn sound effect they had is just, it's just spooky. I guess, uh, let me pull it here, I'm scrolling through, and you guys probably already looked it up, but that car was a 1971 Lincoln Continental Mark III, and I guess the guy who designed it also did the Munsters coach uh, and the original Batmobile, so there you go. Anyways, you guys had a good topic. I was uh, thinking of movies that made me cry. I'd have to agree, Wally made me tear up pretty good. Up broke my friggin' heart. And one I was surprised you guys didn't mention that tore the hell out of me was uh, Saving Private Ryan, especially towards the end there. Um, so there's a couple I got. So anyways, as always, love the podcast. And uh, Clint out. Thanks, Clint. Yeah, Thank so you. So he has definitely identified the movie for you. It yes, was awesome. that one. Well, I am going to seek that out soon then. Yeah. I think it's on Netflix. So yeah. Awesome. And I... I love Saving Private Ryan, but I'm weirdly cynical about that one for some reason. I think it's because it's Matt Damon that shows up. That's the only reason. <laughs> That's like not the problem after, I like, have with it, but I, I don't think the wraparound segment works very well. Hmm. I almost yeah, think that's, I, that's too tacked that. on and forced. And also, that movie, the first 30 minutes of that movie is so draining, I didn't have anything left for the finale of that movie. I mean, hmm. it was all still devastating and good, but I, by the end, I was just like, okay. Well, that's a movie where nothing lives up to that first 25 minutes no it can't possibly live up to it no no right okay um so we kind of got like a little double feature voicemail here from uh moon Pier, so i'm just All gonna right. play them both back to back and then we'll respond hello guys it's your friendly street urchin moon Pier here someone donated a couple of quid to the kickstarter so i managed to get a call in um last week's show um fuck you chuck the descent is awesome it's a great movie but you redeemed yourself with the K9 and Terror and Hooch call. They are sad movies. Uh, BJ is right. Wally is sadder than up. And Game of Thrones is awesome, but fucking confusing. So, you know, the books help a little bit with that. But anyway, I got something for you guys. What's the best car in movies? And since I've only got 10 seconds to go, here's the random list. Uh, minis from the Italian job. 1968 Dodge Charger from Bullet. The Ecto-1 from Ghostbusters. 1970 Charger that Vin, Vin Diesel Vin Diesel uses in Fast and Furious. Mad Max 1973 Ford Falcon. Shelby Mustang GT500 from Gone in 60 Seconds. And because of the guilty pleasure, the 69 Chevy Impala from Supernatural. I managed to scrounge together another 40 pence to make a quick addendum onto my last call. You may have specified one minute calls, but you didn't. Say we couldn't call more than once in a week. Uh, additional card, the 1985 Toyota Trainer GT, which is from my movie recommendation for car movies, which is the Initial D live-action drift racer movie. Make sure you get the European soundtrack, because the Japanese one is balls. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end. All right. Thank you, okay. Toyota Trueno. I, th- I think you win for the first person who's ended a message with balls. Balls. Yes. <laughs> Toyota Trueno. Uh, hmm. Widely regarded as one of those drifty cars, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty much as the drifty car. I've never it's the seen the initial drifty car. Yeah. Yes. I've never seen one in a movie, though. Oh. Hmm. Really? Uh, Trueno? Yeah. I don't think so. Hmm. Ah, uh, movie cars. Yes. Yeah. Those. Movie cars. Um, uh, I gotta agree on Ecto One. Mm-hmm. Always one of my favorites. Ecto Two, also one of my favorites. Don't look at me like that, Chuck. Okay. 
you heard Moonpeer. You suck. No, I redeem myself with the dog movies. But you still suck, <laughs> you partly. No. Yeah, I think... I mean, <laughs> you want dog movies. You wanted dog movies for the Christmas movie. I want dog Fuck movies all the time. We negated dog yeah, movies. we did. I, I think... Fuck you, if, Chuck. If given a choice, if like someone was going to hand me like a fully recreated Ecto-1 mm-hmm. or a fully recreated De- you know, DeLorean, I would take the DeLorean hands down. I take the Ecto-1. Yeah, I can't believe he didn't Dude. have the DeLorean on the list. I mean, as much as Everybody it's a, it's has a DeLorean, the DeLorean, it's a piece of shit car, but if... If you had the fucking flux capacitor and, and a the Mr. Wing, Fusion and the, on and the, the wings off the back, and, mm-hmm. oh. it is it is up there, but it's I don't know. It feels like it'd be they're more all fun such to common drive. picks. It'd be more fun to drive. I mean, you gotta be honest. That, that big old you know ambulance car would be a oh dude, I'd be a bear love to drive car. that fucking thing. It's a boat. It's a boat. Big old Cadillac five hundred engine in it. Shit on yes. top and everything. Oh. That's what makes that car. Is I all know. the shit on it. But it, yeah, the thing and with I've, corner like just lean over. I have always wanted like I I like the car the base car itself mm-hmm. and I just fucking love that car. Okay. It's just well you're allowed to so fucking cool. Yeah, you know, the sad thing too about that the Ecto one like the original car is that they put it in a lot outside at MGM mm-hmm. Studios and that thing just rotted rotted yeah. in the sun. But they had mm-hmm. a few of them. They did, but so like one of the original ones they just, just put gone. in the middle yeah. of like a walkway at MGM Studios and that damn thing just rusted out and rotted yeah. mm-hmm. and that was tragic. Which is and, yeah. and those. Uh, it's a 59 Cadillac. Those are hard to come by as as it is. Yeah. You know, and to have that one disappear off the face of the earth. Yeah. Really sucks. Just, but, um, another one, the Tim Burton's uh, Batman and Batman Returns uh, Batmobiles. I mm-hmm. love them. Yeah, that's the coolest one. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I actually really, I mean, as much as I think the old show is stupid, I think I love the original oh, Batmobile, yeah. like the yeah. old, it's, you know, Adam West Batmobile is it's, awesome. It's very much of its time, and yeah. it's got all the, you know, the I fins. Mean, the, the, and, yeah, the black with well, the I red. love that it's got yeah. all that red outline. Yeah. Yes. Right? Even though it's terrible. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's terrible, but it's awesome. But atomic power turbines? Atomic or? power turbines, yeah. the thrust. I love the, uh, <laughs> I love the AMC Gremlin in Wayne's World 2, the stretch yes, version. Yes, the stretch Gremlin. Well, I think it was Pacer, right? A pacer, pacer, yeah, it was yeah. a pacer. Yep, sorry. But either way, the stretch version of that, which is kind of <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And also I'm, the uh, the shagging wagon from Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Everyone uh, wants to drive around. Or the eat. pussy wagon from. Yeah, the pussy yes. wagon. <laughs> God, I, I I remember the first time seeing that movie. I was just like, really, yeah. really. That, that's when I was like, wow, they. He does not care if there's a network TV version of this movie at all, no. does he? Well, what really sells the pussy wagon is the fact that there's the matching keychain. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> that's how I, she finds I, it. That's, yeah, I wasn't really exactly on board until I realized there was the matching key, keychain. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, my two dream cars, uh, just not iconic movie cars per se. Per se. Uh, I mean, they are iconic, but they're not. You know, they're not the DeLorean. They're not dolled up, crazy versions of them. Is the 1970 Dodge Challenger RT from Vanishing Point? Uh, also from yes. uh, uh, Death Proof, you know, brought back from that. And it's not really a movie car, but it's the first time I ever saw this car and immediately fell in love and realized when I have the money, I'm going to buy one. And bringing it back to Jim Belushi, it was a Jim Belushi uh, TV miniseries, kind of shitty, called Wild Palms, but he drove <laughs> around in a late 50s uh, Chevy Corvette. And I first time I ever saw that car and I fucking fell in love. Wow. You know, not the not the movie or anything like that it's just that was the first time i saw that the red on white white interior yeah corvette wow um, palms man wow yeah, i know that is a reference the stretch corvette from uh mystery men <laughs> okay the one that yeah 
what's his name? Mr. Furious. Still, Mr. Furious yeah. gets a pounds. Of, yeah. yeah, uses his furious powers. <laughs> yes. Does but, Kit yeah. count? Sure. Knight Rider. Yeah, mm, yeah that's pretty damn kid's iconic. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, but that's only because of like the tech inside. I mean, that was a shit. But still, car. I mean, it, if, yeah, but still, nah, that was cool. If you, if, I wanted a car with a red light that yeah. goes back well, and forth yeah. in the front. But I mean, wasn't, I that, wasn't that just a Trans Am? Awesome. I mean, it wasn't. Yeah, a I think it was. It's yeah. a shit. That was a. Still, it. I know. It's a. Know. It's a yeah. it's sassy. It sounded like yeah. the guy from Magnum PI. It did. Yeah. It, it, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd rather have the 18 van Higgins. from TV stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, aside from the ones that were mentioned, I'm going to mention one that will piss everyone else here off. Uh, the jet car from Buckaroo Banzai, because not only is it a jet car that drives through mountains, but you can drive it around town. <laughs> it's practical yeah it's just they take it out you know they drive around or they can you know use it as a jet and drive through mountains and go to the eighth dimension so uh, okay i'm not gonna say that it wasn't cool yeah i mean it, it had the it was just basically i think it was just a ford yeah pickup truck with yeah. some with a jet engine yeah. glued to it but still <laughs> it had the misfortune of being in a kind of meh movie to me yeah you go ahead and growl at me <laughs> i know fuck you chuck oh. yeah chuck big booty but <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, I think really all this arguing is uh, beside the point, though, because there is really only one answer that we can possibly give. Yes, and that is sweet, sweet Jeep. Jeep. Omega Cops, sweet Jeep. Yes. All right. So is that it? Yeah. Let's voicemails? get out of here because we're going to take a little bit of time off for the holidays. Be it whatever no they place are, like home, you know, Festivus, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, mm -hmm. Christmas, whatever Boxing you, day. yeah, whatever you want to celebrate, mm -hmm. we're taking some time. So, in lieu of us having new episodes, I think we're going to go and maybe HD remix up some of our old episodes that before we perfected our new, <laughs> like we perfected it. Yeah, we're perfect, mm -hmm. but uh, yes, like before we, we, we kind of you we know, blow speakers, dude. <laughs> we blow speakers. How could you be more perfect? <laughs> well, that, actually, that was before. That's probably going to be one of the episodes, which is what I was alluding at earlier. Is uh, I'm pretty sure you're going to get a little bit cleaned up version of Robot Jocks episode, um, just because that's way back in the day before we did any kind of fixing and stuff that we do now. So we pretty <laughs> much just recorded it and put yeah. it on the internet. Yeah. So that's what I'm, that's my mission to get those up for uh, the next couple of weeks and then we'll cool. be back after the first of the year or so yeah and I guess we'll have the golden jocks when we get back right indeed we'll talk about real movies in a second half ooh yeah mm. so everybody what are real movies yeah mm -hmm. real movies mm -hmm. so we hope everyone has a happy holidays mm -hmm. yes and if you feel like getting in touch with us over the holidays find us on the web at www.bmfcast.com <laughs> send us an email at bmf at bmfcast.com. Send us a tweet at at bmfcast. <laughs> a tweet? A tweet. At, at. Find us on iTunes. Search for Bad Movie Fiends Podcast and subscribe, rate, and review us. We like good ratings and high stars. Um, we will love you for them. You can also find us on Stitcher, which is a mobile app for all your relevant devices where you can stream us uh, live from the internets, only not live. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if it decides live to update... Enough. We have no control over Stitcher's updating, yeah. so if you've yeah. been having any issues, we're sorry. Apparently, it's not just us. Yeah. Right. So. Um, also, you can find us on the Facebook at facebook.com slash bmfcast, where you can like us, and you will find all sorts of wonderful things from our feed, like internet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we provide internet. There is internet. <laughs> the BMF you can, ISP. You can find internet from our feed. <laughs> and then the most important thing that you can do, like Kurt and Clint and Max and... The numerous others that have 
sent us voicemails, contact us through the Garfield phone, the BMF cast hotline at 910-5-JOCKS-BMF or 910-556-9263. And you also have another way if you... Yeah, if, if it's it, too expensive to call us. If you were wondering why uh, our street urchin friend Moonpeer sounded so good and different, it's because he actually uh, emailed us directly the MP3s. So if you have a computer that has a microphone, I'm sure you can find an audio recording program that's probably on that computer, and you can just speak into it, and you will sound like the street urchin. Yes. On his street urchin phone. surprisingly sounded better than everyone else. Yes. Well, yes, but that's probably because he wasn't using his uh, Palm Pilot 6. <laughs> his Palm X. phone. Hey. It's a BlackBerry. Oh, it's a BlackBerry, right. Oh, I had already forgotten those things existed. It's a BlackBerry mobile device. Right, he <laughs> probably has it on orange. He, ride around he probably has his BlackBerry mixing with yeah. his oranges. You ride right. around in your sweet Jeep right. with your BlackBerry mobile. You need, up, right. you need to upgrade fruits uh, there, Moonberry. <laughs> you yes. go from a BlackBerry to an Apple. Nice. Uh, All right, let's get out of here. All right, so I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm The Beach. I'm Chuck. And this is Bamcast Out. night on christmas eve i was dreaming of the soft white snow white snow i was awoken by a noise near the christmas tree what it was i did not know it was santa claus he was bringing me some gifts Unfortunately, I did not know that. I didn't know. So I quietly snuck up behind him, and I shot him five times in the back. It went pow, 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 pow. He said, what the fuck, ow, ow, ow. Then I shot him three more times in the head. Pieces of his brain flew out, and he was dead.